Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Let's go right to the phones. Joining us, one of our favorite contributors, Mr. Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing, and you and I are going to cover a number of topics today, um, hunting and fishing. And I, I don't know, I think we probably could start with hunting. We'll get a fishing update from you before you go. But right now, you know, for us to talk hunting, people are going, well, it's the first week of June. Why are you talking hunting, especially big game hunting? But, Nate, if you're not getting ready now in so many different ways, if you're not checking out your equipment, making sure your gun, making sure you're comfortable shooting your gun, don't get ready by practicing a week before. Stay ready by practicing. If you're not doing scouting, which I'm sure you're going to talk to us about, you've you know, you got to be out, find reasons to be out where you might hunt and do some scouting. And another thing that we've neglected, and I know you've brought it and made it a major part of your regiment now, is that getting in physical condition to hunt. Absolutely, Terry. You know, I... Uh I will admit, I, I try to keep myself in good shape. I think that's the biggest thing is instead of doing a major preparation, I just try to stay in hunting shape. But this year I threw that, uh, I do that Rocky Mountain Bighorn sheep tag, and it's a whole new element of what I normally do. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, I spend, you know, 60 days in the woods, but this year's going to add about another another 30 to 40. So I'm going to be in the woods more than I ever have in my life. Uh, and with that being said, I am making sure that I am 100% at my best physical condition. And we always talk about that, that Preparation for hunting can come in so many different ways, and I am scouting animals. We're going to talk about that, but if nothing else, if you're going to do nothing else in preparation for hunting season, the biggest thing you can do is making sure your gear is number straight, just like we talked about, making sure your shooting is good, and then number three, getting physically prepared, because you can't get physically prepared in a week. It takes a little while, and, you know, the archery season for pronghorn starts up middle of August, so in reality, you know, we're, we're 10 weeks from the, from the pronghorn season starting we're you know we're essentially you know 11 to 12 weeks from the archery season for elk and deer starting so even though it seems early it's really not um so with all that being said this last week was also the week that most people that put in for a limited draw license got their results so you got an email in the last 10 days uh, about everything about moose you know, deer, elk, pronghorn, bear. So now if you are a hunter that put in for a limited license, you now know if you drew a tag and or if you were unsuccessful. So now is that time to change. Because I know a lot of us, you know, might have been putting in for a tag that maybe we've never gotten before. You know, we've been saving up some points. We're putting in for a new area. So a lot of times when you draw a tag, it's a new thing. And then for everybody else, let's say you were unsuccessful. So now you're saying, hey, do I go back to where I hunted last year or do we start a new area? Regardless, with the tags coming out this week, this is that time, even if I forget about it for a month, I start now. Put some preparation into it right now. Learn or at least build a game plan of what your plan is going to be this fall. And at that point in time, you can build the, the concept 
of saying, do I need months of scouting? Or, hey, I got the tag of choice. It's something I'm familiar with, and we only have to put a couple weeks into scouting. But regardless, with the tags coming back, this is the time to uh, to really start planning all of those things. And you talk about the, the shooting and getting your gear ready. I was in no. Bass Pro Shops this week, and I think it's a major thing because I wear a funky size, you know, pant. I wear a 34, 34, and a lot of the hunting pants are not long enough for me. When I walk into a hunting store a week before the season, things are picked over. It's just what it is. But right now in spring, you can go and you have unlimited option for ammunition, unlimited option for arrows, for clothing. So now is when you want to be out there making those purchases because right now you have a lot of options for that. No, you're at, you're absolutely right. I mean, you you get all the types of preparation, uh, clothing. You've made comments to me, like putting your clothing on and walk around the house. Does it rustle? Does it make noise? What is the movement? All those things are so critical that you can't find out the day you're out in the mountains, right, or the day you're up out on the out doing your hunt. And and I, I think that one of the things you've always preached in the past too was. There's lots going on in the outdoors here, whether it's whether it's uh, whether you're going fishing, whether you're taking the family camping, do it in the areas you hunt. Maybe not right where you hunt, but close enough so you get a feel for those areas, Nate. There's lots of ways to prepare and make it fun, too. Absolutely. I mean, even if you get a hotel room and bring the family, you know, sit at the pool all day, but maybe it's the first couple hours of light, you go out, do your scouting, hang out with the family all day, you know, do the, the tourist thing, do the vacation thing, um, and then get a couple hours at night in scouting. We, we, you know, my wife and I uh, and the family, we tie a lot of our scouting into that. Obviously, if you actually can go to my Facebook page and see some pictures, uh, but I took the kids out yesterday. We rode ATVs from Sun Honda. Uh, we cruised around and we went sheep scouting uh, with the whole family. We made it an entertainment day, had a picnic, um, and that's what you have to do to get time in the field definitely do so uh, and with that being said i do have kind of a, to tell you terry mandy has done it again she uh she's harvested a, a ram tag in colorado she's harvested a mountain goat and she drew her moose tag this year um so on top of having a crazy schedule of all of our elk deer pronghorn a lot of the filming that i'll be doing uh, we're doing a major giveaway through Botech archery to actually win a ten thousand dollar guided elk hunt um you can go to Botech archery for that on top of that my wife drew a moose tag so we're throwing that in the equation this fall so uh, i'm doing more scouting and, and probably more serious about this fall than i've ever been in my life so it's exciting well she just won't let you catch up will she i, I don't have a chance i do not even have a chance <laughs> i mean she's just you she's going to have more variety of big game harvest in the state for as long as you're both alive because even when you draw when you can't i got a question for you nate and maybe you can get into this a little bit i know how avid you scout elk and the way you know areas and follow their movements and you're going to be familiar with some areas because you've scouted them over years and years and are familiar with that that doesn't mean it doesn't change every year and that you won't be looking for um you know different movements and different effects of weather and all those things but are you having to scout a whole different bunch of terrain now with this new tag Absolutely. You know, so the, the sheep thing is definitely a, a new, uh, new concept. And really, I've just been able to get in the, in the woods the last week or so. We've had so many big snow drifts in the mountains that, you know, most of the snow's gone, but you hit dark timber, um, you know, on your way to tree line. And a lot of times there's so much snow that, you know, the only access has been extreme hikes up until about this week. This week, the snow drifts are starting to get manageable to where you can really drive around the high country, get to good vantage points. Um, so a lot of that's changed. And the Rams right now, 
now, you know, really as of the last four to five days, are moving into their summer patterns. And that's where they're going to be when I'm hunting these animals come August 4th. So really the sheep thing's just getting going in the last week or so. Uh, and, you know, to be honest with you, my, my first major scouting trip was, was yesterday, um, and I found the, the mega ram. I found the biggest ram I've ever seen in that unit, um, which is good and bad. It's amazing because I had a very successful scouting trip. It's terrible for the fact that I have two months now to, to linger and stress and, you know, let the excitement <laughs> build as I get near that tag. I was really hoping to, to find some smaller sheep and build my way up to that monster, but uh, you find that big one right away, and it, it gets excited. And then the moose is a whole new game. So she drew the first rifle tag. So Mandy's going to be hunting basically the first 14 days of October. So the rut will be, you know, in some areas just starting, some areas in full swing, and in a couple areas, you know, I wouldn't say wrapping up, but on the tail end of it. Um, so we're going to put, I actually went out this morning and we saw, I think, four bowls uh, and ten moose all together. But with that being said, we're going to put more emphasis on scouting cows and calves than I will the bulls, just knowing that the bulls will be moving around as a rut. Now, we have a huge population of moose in our state, um, so it's really not an issue to find these animals, but the bulls will move around dramatically looking for, for those cows in heat. So more importantly than finding bulls that are probably going to migrate and probably break your heart, we spend most of our time looking for cows and calves, which for the most part, as long as they're not in super pressured areas, will somewhat stay in a, a general area. They might migrate a mile or two, but you can generally find them in a, in a given area as long as they're unpressured. Um, so I'm spending most of my time scouting those cows and calves and then assuming as we start getting into that September, those bulls will start showing up you know, and or leave. But you really are going to do more scouting for the cows than the bulls this time of year, and then hopefully they uh, they swing in when that rut starts. So uh, a lot going on. Again, I am looking at elk right now. Just in the last same thing, four or five days, you're starting to see the difference of a, of a young bull and a big bull. So not necessarily that we're you know out to find the biggest bulls, but we want to see what's mature. I love to know if I pull up into a valley, you know, I want to know if I have one or two dominant herd bulls and then a bunch of satellite bulls. You know, if they're all small, you can anticipate them really breaking up and dispersing, but if you have one or two big bulls and a bunch of small bulls, you can anticipate them making really nice, healthy harem. Um, and you can really just get, kind of get an idea and concept of how the fall is going to unfold by how many dominant animals you have in that area. Um, and then the bucks are our same thing. Right now, where you're deer are, uh, at least in the mountain zones, you know, west of I-25, most of our deer are in their summer range right now, and that's the same area they're going to be come that first week of, uh, of archery hunting in the late August. So it's exciting to know that these animals are at least in position to where if you build knowledge on them now, you're going to be safe to say that they're going to be there and your education is going to be paid off and rewarded come that first week of that hunting season. So we're excited about that. And then, again, can't say enough about the shooting. It's nice weather. Shoot your bows. Shoot your muzzleloader. Shoot your rifle. You know, now the time, I mean, for this sheep hunt, I'm actually changing all my gear. I'm going from a normal carbon arrow to a pierce arrow. So I'm going to a, a much thinner diameter arrow so I can buck the wind. And I'm going from a, a three-blade fletching to a four-blade fletching to, to stable my arrow and wind. And really, these are the things that they're going to take me a month to really play with, dial in, figure out my weight up front of center. And these are the things that you want to do now. Go to your local archery shop, put new strings on your bow so you can stretch them in. Just everything that you need to do, do now so that way everything is back to normal come first day of that hunting season. You're successful. A lot of hunts get ruined by the small things and the neglect. Make sure you get those things out of the way now to where you have nothing but uh, but reward and success this coming fall. 
I got one quick question, and then we need to move on to fishing before we run out of time. And, and since you really haven't done a lot of scouting for sheep and moose in the past, has it all of a sudden, has there been like an epiphany about your elk scouting? Has it changed? Like, why haven't I done this when I'm scouting elk? Look what I'm finding. Has it changed your approach to the other scouting you do? Uh, I wouldn't say it's really changed my approach. It's very similar. You know, spending a lot of time behind glass. Uh, I would say the biggest thing is knowledge of the animal. You know, I, I see a lot of sheep. I see a lot of moose when I'm just out, you know, avidly hunting. Um, but I can't say I knew everything about them. You know, I don't know how often a sheep drinks. You know, I don't know how, how far a bull moose will migrate. So it's more the, the individual characteristics and daily habits of the animal itself that, you know, I'm very confident I know the, the general behavior of elk and deer. I know exactly what they're doing. I can get into their head. And the sheep and moose thing is more of uh, uh, learning about the animal. So I'm spending a lot of time reading up on the animal, talking to the biologists in the area about the individual animals to more understand and predict what they're going to do uh, this come hunting season. Know what they're going to do as ruts appear. Know what they're going to do in, you know, in temperature change and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's more individual characteristics of the animal, I would say, uh, more than anything. And I'm actually trying to bring in some of my hunting styles from elk and deer, especially into the ram hunt. I'm going to try a couple things that I don't think uh, ever get used, you know, I, you know, whether it's sitting on water holes or building blinds on migration routes. Um, a lot of these sheep I'm seeing are doing the same thing every day, and very rarely do you see the archery hunters trying to pattern them in certain ways. And So I'm going to try to do some crossover hunting, and uh, we'll see if it pays off for us. All right, last, let's move on, do some fishing updates before we run out of time here. And I'm going to tell you what I've been seeing, and I'll let you kind of fill in the blanks. Fly fishing for sure, the rivers have come way down. The peak flow is already over. Anybody who's waiting for the major runoff to end to start fly fishing should be starting to hit the rivers now. We're going to talk more about some of the northern rivers a little later on in the show. The other thing I'm, I'm sure, and I haven't been out because I've been traveling, is we're probably getting into summer peak for our warm water species here on the front range and the mountains have got to be going crazy what are you seeing out there same thing Terry. you know we had our we had a bass tournament last week at a incredible big bass was just shy of five pounds had some great weight bass are, are in their summer swing well you know um, and they're fishing very well top water bite started for them which is exciting um the walleye bite is absolutely 100 percent at peak you know 100 fish day type opportunity if the fish are shallow i'd say we're catching majority of our walleyes in anywhere from as shallow as four feet of water as deep as maybe 12 feet of water so that walleye bite is incredible and it's open to anything you want to do jigs slip bobbers rigs you you put a bait in front of the walleye right now they're going to take it so it's exciting uh uh, a great way to, to fish, have confidence, and catch a lot of fish. Um, and the trout bite is the same thing up uh, up in all the South Park lakes. Uh, trout's tremendous. We're doing a lot of still water fly fishing. It's been great. Uh, and then same thing, fishing spoons, fishing crankbaits, um, all that kind of thing is catching a lot of fish. So generally speaking, I'd say majority of all your fish right now are at their peak. Make the, the best decisions to target them. Um, but right now is, uh, is the time to be an angler in Colorado. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, what what kind of techniques really worked for the bass guys down at your tournament at Pueblo last last week? You know, we we saw a lot. The, the biggest fish I would say were coming in shadows on steep walls. So we had a lot of anglers catching bigger fish, fishing steep bluff walls, and they were throwing a weightless cinco and letting it fall down those cliff walls. And that was a, a great way to catch some of the bigger fish. The guys that were catching numbers of fish, so the best days of you know extreme numbers, hundred fish days, hundred fifty fish days, those guys 
guys were throwing uh, square bill crankbaits just off of weed lines and over over submerged timber. Um, and then a lot of guys doing that same technique with spinner baits. So spinner baits and square bill crankbaits, you can bounce off a, a shrubbery and bounce off structure. Those are your ways to catch the most fish. The biggest fish were coming on on bluff walls right as your bait disappeared into those shadows. Uh, that's where those bigger fish were hanging. So those are kind of the, the two concepts that were catching a lot of those, those best fish at Pueblo down there. All right, and then for t- between Cherry Creek, Cherry Creek, Chatfield, Aurora, one of them seemed to be hotter than another. Are they just all really oh. going? It's all going. Aurora is still a little bit behind, so I'd give yourself another 10 days for Aurora. If you go on Chatfield, Cherry Creek, if you are surely going for numbers of fish, I would go to Chatfield. Chatfield right now, it's had a, a weird year. There's been a really lack of bait fish, um, and with that lack of bait fish, the fish have kind of spread out looking for food. So when you find the fish, they are extremely aggressive, but you do have to cruise around to look for them. But if you want sheer best numbers, Chatfield is hands down producing the best numbers of fish. Cherry Creek right now is on an absolute stellar year. Um, I've never seen so many of those 19 to 22 inch fish that I ever have in my life at Cherry Creek. So if you're looking for eater size fish, you want to take a fish home to eat, uh, Cherry Creek is doing bigger fish, but Chatfield is doing more numbers of fish. So uh, one of those things I keep it in mind there. Uh, also, we're getting uh, just a ton of calls for Father's Day gifts. Uh, tell everybody we were out of gift cards, but we have more gift cards in the mail. So we have a, a regular electronic gift card. So if you're looking to give your father a Father's Day gift, uh, we are restocked with gift cards. We have those available. Uh, and I do have to mention, if you guys have ever dreamed of going on a major elk hunt, I mean, uh, a guided elk hunt for giant bulls here in Colorado, which is an archery elk hunt, uh, go to Bowtech Archery. Go to BowtechArchery.com. You can go to their Facebook page. Uh, the guys registered into this hunt. Uh, the hunt is actually with myself here in Colorado. I'll be there on that hunt. But if you guys ever wanted to go on a dream elk hunt, uh, make sure you go to Bowtech Archery, get the details, sign up, 100% free entry uh, to win this hunt. It's going to be, uh, be an incredible deal. So make sure everybody goes down there and uh, check it out. If you have friends that want to do it, send it to them as well. You know what? Uh, there's something else we're giving away, too. And you and I haven't talked about it for a while, and we probably shouldn't. In fact, I'm probably going to shoot a little video piece to post on my Facebook page about it. But um, I know we've all put our ice fishing gear away, obviously, and we're doing summer fishing. But it'll be fall here sooner than people think, and then the lakes will freeze over. And uh, if people want to go on an ice fishing trip, whether they want it to be an educational trip or just go out and catch some fish, uh, you and I are going to host, uh, we're hosting a giveaway through uh, Sun Power Sports for an ice fishing trip. Kind of tell people about that real quick. Absolutely, Terry. You know, we're going to use some of the machines. We're going to go on an incredible ice fishing trip this summer fall. Um, you know, we're still looking at the location. We want to talk to talk to Angus. Whoever wins this trip, we can do it. But we're talking about possibly doing a, a giant lake trout trip, going into some of these higher country lakes that are froze up real early, uh, possibly doing a December trip, uh, and hopefully getting lake trout in that 20, 30 pound range. So uh, it's going to be incredible. That first ice for big lake trout is incredible. First ice for big rainbows is incredible. Um, and we do that early. So I don't think a lot of people realize that if you find the right situation in the high country, you can get that good hard ice early in December, uh, middle of December, and it puts on some incredible fishing. Uh, and that's what that trip's going to be. So yeah, definitely check it out. Go to Sun Power Sports. Uh, make sure you register for that. Again, a lot of a lot of opportunity. And just the fact, you can sit with uh, myself and you and you know sit there and pick our brain you want to bring a tablet and get some information on ice fishing uh use a trip of nothing more than that education it'll be well worth it for sure oh yeah i mean we're gonna there's gonna be a lot we'll have all the gear all the lunch everything provided and we'll have um 
we'll have about 50 years of ice fishing experience, 10 of it yours. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate, I know you got some things going on. you got to run, but thank you for joining us as always, Absolutely. and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Nate Zielinski, always great. Uh, you can always find more stuff from Nate at Tightline Outdoors uh, on Facebook and Tightline Outdoors on uh, on the web, so .com. So just check them out. Jerry Wickstrom Outdoors is broadcasting live right now from the Ace Hardware in Cherry Creek, which is just north of Evans on Holly Street. I'll be broadcasting for another uh, half hour or so, and I'll be here for almost another hour probably at least. So come on by and say hi. We've got one fly fishing book left. It's called Our Grandfather's Flies. We'll give that out to somebody that comes up and finds Karen. Just ask for Karen and... Uh, We'll get that book for you. We got some fan swag left, and there's all kinds of free food sales and everything else going on here. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, broadcasting live on 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef here to tell you about SCL Mortgage Special Circumstance Lending, locally owned and operated. And if you're self-employed or work on commission, this is the place for you. Bank statement loans are back. You don't need tax returns to do your loan. In some cases, the bank statement loans can be done with credit scores in the low 600s. MySpecialMortgage.com on the web, 303-790-2222. The phone number, SCL Mortgage, licensed by the Colorado Department of Regulatory Agencies, number 127. 127- Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And by the way, that ice fishing trip that Nate and I were talking about in the last segment is sponsored by Sun Power Sports. And one of the best ways to register is to go to Sun Power Sports facebook page there should be a way to register there if not check out um, my facebook page at terry wickstrom outdoors on facebook you have to scroll down we have a post but we're going to post a video about it here in the next few weeks too but you should be able to sign up it's going to be a random drawing for one person to go ice fishing with with nate and i and we'll determine the trip it'll be hopefully sometime in december but the entries will end in october so go ahead and enter that and uh Get, get involved in that. You know, speaking of fishing, we're going to have a short thing here. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to take you up to Rocky Mountain National Park and the Big Thompson, a little bit on the Colorado River. Then we're also going to, after that, take you up to North Park and find out what's going on at Lake John and the, the Delaney's. And I think you're going to be more than excited and encouraged when you hear what's going on with fishing up there. It's just fantastic. But we are at that time of the year. Normally, this time of the year, I would be telling most fly fishermen, unless you're fishing a tailwater, that you need to go to the still waters and the lakes. And not that you shouldn't do that. It's still great fishing in the lakes right now. But the rivers um, are so fishable right now. They're just uh, where normally you'd have blowing out rivers yet from our runoff. The runoff peaked very early. Now there's still good flows. So hopefully we'll maintain good water to maintain healthy fisheries. But if I was going to fly fish the Arkansas or the Big Thompson, you hear about that, or some of the up by North Park, the Platte. I think I'd be on them right now, folks. I mean, the, the flows are very manageable. Always check before you go. Um, we could still take part in some of the stonefly hatch, which we, we miss a lot of a lot of times because they're so roiled up, it's hard to fish it. Arkansas River right now, those stoneflies are crawling out to the edge, coming up on the on the uh, 
the vegetation to get out of the water. And the browns are just laying in that slacker water by the edges, eating them. And it is fishing just incredible. In fact, I mentioned a couple times I did a, an interview with uh, Greg Felt from Arc Anglers. And we, I, I wrote about it in my Denver Post column just this last week. And then I put the link to that on Facebook along with both the column and a, uh, and a podcast from Greg. And the warm water fishing, if you want to catch walleyes, you're not going to catch necessarily the big fish you will in the spring and the fall. But if you just want to catch walleyes and bass up and down the front range from uh, all the way from Boyd down to Pueblo right now, these lakes are on fire. You can fish almost any tactic you want. The fish are hungry. They're going crazy. So it's a great time to be out there. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we will uh, take you up to the Big Thompson and Rocky Mountain National Park right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. I've been promising you we're going to do some more fly fishing updates, so let's go right to the phones. Joining us from Kirk's Fly Shop in Estes is uh, Darren Christensen. Good morning, Darren. How are you doing, Terry? You know what? I'm doing great. We're out here. It's beautiful. We're at the Ace Hardware Grill Your Ace Off event here in Cherry Creek, just on Holly North of Evans, and they got free food. And this is a place to be unless you're on the river because it is good right now, isn't it? It's wonderful on the river and lakes. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Let's start with the Big T a little bit, um, the Big Thompson. Mm-hmm. Now, the high, you know, the highway was closed there for quite a while. We all know what happened four years, four or five years ago now when the yeah, flood came and through. And ju- yep. Yeah, ravaged that, that riverbed. And it's been a long time building. The, the upper part continued to fish well for all, almost the entire time. Uh, the highway's restored. People can come up 34 now. There might still be some delays, but it's open. And they've restored a lot of that river. So kind of tell me what's going on. Well, exactly like you said, um, you know, since the flood, there's the upper part of the river wasn't affected that much, and so it's been fishing fine ever since the flood. But the lower part of the river had, you know, a lot of damage to it, a lot of debris. So they've been spending a lot of time the last two winters cleaning that up, fixing the road, you know, re redoing some of the structure in the rivers. And, you know, it's already paying dividends. We're, you know, getting great reports, and I've been down there, seen it with my own eyes, fishing in these new waters that they've restored. And it's looking good. It should just continue to get better, right, Darren? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the flows that kind of keep, you know, it's a, you know, because it's a natural, it's not a natural river, meaning it has, you know, we have a dam up here, Lake Estes. You know, the flows are kind of all over the place. Um, one day it's 150, the next day it's 300, today it's 320. <laughs> so they're messing yeah. with it a little bit, but that's actually been really good because it's been, you know, wiping out any of the sediment that was left from when they were, you know, doing work down the canyon. And so that's getting washed down, and, you know, it's been really good for the fishing. Well, overall, because it is a tailwater and you do get those flows, I would think even in the higher flows it's probably quite fishable. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and we're nowhere near, like you were saying before the break, anywhere near the normal runoff levels. Like at this time last year, you know, the, the canyon was five, 600. And today, you know, is a kind of a semi-high day, and it's 300. So, you know, we are having great 
early season fishing, and we hope it continues into the fall. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, hopefully there's enough water up high that they'll be releasing and enough in the lake that we can maintain now with those fish moving and being healthy. But I think overall, I think we're all really optimistic about not only the fishing right now on the Big Thompson, but also on the uh, just the future of it. It's just looking bright again, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's only going to get better every year from here on out now that they've, you know, finished what they're going to do down there. And, you know, a lot of those fish... I mean, trout are a lot more resilient than people give them credit for, and a lot of those fish have lived through all of this and, you know, are still reproducing. You know, we're catching fish of all different sizes, which means that they're, you know, doing their thing. We're getting little baby fish. Um, But, yeah, even, you know, there's still some really nice big fish as well that have made it through the whole thing. Now, um, of course, if people can come up to your shop and we'll give them all the locations and everything before we let you go. You bet. But, but if, uh, right now, if they were headed to the Big Thompson and we're going all the way up to Estes, any recommendations on presentation? Um, you know, they got stonefly, so Pat's rubber legs, and, you know, pheasant tail CDC um, with, the, you know, a nice bead head, you know, a little bit bigger one. Those are great. And then trailing them with, you know, some smaller caddis, pupas, and stuff like that, you're going to do really well. All right. Now, you also guide on a few other rivers and up in the park. Let's go to Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain National Park, i got to tell you, Darren. Now, there are big fish in that park, as you and, and Kirk have demonstrated to me and that I've been able to catch up there. But there's a lot of small fish, too. But there, I don't think there's a place that's the essence of fly fishing anywhere in the nation more than Rocky Mountain National Park with the small streams, the lightweight rods, and then the alpine lakes. It just makes you feel like you're in fly fishing country. How is the park fishing? It's fishing great, and it's one of the few places, you know, in Colorado where you can catch a Grand Slam, meaning all four of the trout species, in one stretch of river. You know, we got browns, we got rainbows, both at the lower levels. And then a lot of the, you know, as you move up the stream a little bit, tons of brook trout and tons of greenback cutthroat. And, you know, this year, because it has been so warm early, a lot of the high mountain lakes that usually aren't thawing out till, you know, mid-June, late June, are most of them are already thawed out. And, are and those, well. those high mountain lakes can produce surprisingly large fish, can't they? Oh, yeah. Some of the high mountain lakes have really big cutthroat in them people don't realize how big cutthroat can get until you get up to one of those lakes and you're casting a little dry fly on a four weight and you you know hook into a you know 19 20 inch cutthroat (laughs) it'll get your attention any recommendations for the park both the rivers and the lakes um you know all the lakes that are like about you know 9500 feet are fishing great so like spruce and fern and the lock um those are all fishing really great. River-wise, um, Fall River and the Upper Big T through Moraine Park are fishing great. Glacier Creek is fishing great. Uh, the St. Rain over in Wild Basin that's a little bit too fast still, um, it should be fishing very good here in another couple weeks, though. Now, you guys also guide float trips on the Colorado River. What do we see in there? And I know they divert some water from that, and some of it goes downriver. And I know there's concern about the maintaining the levels in the Colorado as we get later into the year. What are you seeing now? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that is a concern. But right now, because of everything being low, we have 
great fishing conditions because the water is a little bit lower on the Colorado over there. Um, you know, we got some great salmon fly hatches going on, and, and we actually have a couple boats over there right now um, doing trips and, you know, getting great reports of good fish. Uh, two weeks ago, one of our one of our guides got a guy into, actually a lady, into a 27-inch cutthroat. Oh, Lord. That's <laughs> a nice fish. It was an amazing fish oh. yeah, over there in the uh, State Bridge area. Oh, so, that's a- yeah. yeah. So there's well, you some guys, good fish in there. You know, you guys guide in all these places. In addition, you do uh, you do like llama pack trips and horseback trips at different times of the year. Even for yep. non-fishermen, you do fishing and you do just camping trips. You guide. If you people bet. want to go on one of your guided trips, how do they get a hold of you, Darren? Just give us a call here at the shop. Um, our number is 970-577-0790, and that's Kirk's Fly Shop. Or you can go on to our website, which is kirksflyshop.com and of course you guys are always willing to help with information and best way to fish those rivers stop by the shop buy a couple flies and you'll get them started i know that's always the best case you bet and we'll point them in the right direction Darren, thank you so much for that update. I think the message we got to get out to all the rivers in Colorado right now, Darren, is that don't be waiting because we don't know what the second half of the summer is going to bring. The this time to fish is right now. It is. I mean, usually, like you said, it's we're dealing with muddy water and having to fish the sides, and right now it's it's beautiful early July type fishing. All right. Thank you, Darren. You bet. Thanks, Terry. All right, we're broadcasting live from the uh, Grill Your Ace Off event at the Ace Hardware in Cherry Creek. We're going to take a quick time out, and we come back. We're going to go up to the North Park area and see what's going on in the Lake John and Delaney's area on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And we've been promising you we're going to give you more fishing reports, so let's go right to the phones. And uh, joining us from uh, the Lake John Resort and Store is Nicole. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Terry. Is it, You know what? A day like today, it's beautiful down here, it's hot, sun is shining. But I can't help but believe it isn't just gorgeous up in North Park. It is. It is gorgeous. Uh, The last several days have just been wonderful up here. We're hitting 83 degrees, which is pretty warm still. But, uh, you know, it's still a cool down for people that are seeing the 90s, you know. Well, and look at the. uh, You and I talked earlier in the week, and you know, Lake John is notorious for cycling a little bit. Where the, depending on what's going on with the bugs and the water, that the fish can be just going crazy, and they can be tough. But you're telling me it's probably the time to be up there right now. It is. It is extremely active. Um, We do have a lot of midge hatches going on. They're very strong force right now at Lake John, and uh, the Delaney Buttes are seeing strong hatches as well right now. No, so you're probably seeing success from all types of fishing. The Delaney's are mostly artificials or are artificials, so you're getting fly fishermen and lures there. But Lake John, you can come up and fish with anything you want, right? Everything except for minnows. That's correct. Right, yep. What's, what seems to be what – what well, first of all, what are they catching at Lake John? Okay, so uh, Lake John has rainbows, 
cutthroat and cut bow in here, and we're seeing a good mix of all of them right now. Uh, garlic power bait, shrimp power bait, and night crawlers for the shore fishermen have been doing uh, really good for the for bait fishermen. Um, the red and gold cast master, silver cast master um, are, are also doing well for lures. And then uh, fly fishermen from shore are doing pretty good on white flies right now, which is not common, um, you know, but the brown and black uh, woolly boogers are doing good. The black with the leech head or a bead head is also doing really good here. And then uh, boat fishermen are doing really good with needlefish with a little piece of night crawler on it, kind of give them a little cocktail. Um, and that needlefish is doing good in that rainbow pattern or, or a bright green. What kind of size of fish are you catching? I know it was recently stocked, so there's lots of action with smaller fish, but you're telling me there's a lot of bigger fish, too. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. So um, it was stocked at the beginning of April, around the 8th or 9th, I think, and that that really kind of killed fishing for a little bit, and, and they were just seeing those little bitty fing- fingerlings, you know. Um, but within this last month here of May and over Memorial Day weekend, we are seeing really good 14 to 16 inches, pretty regular. And then uh, over Memorial Day weekend, we actually had about – eight to 12 uh, people that came up for pictures and weigh and measure, and those all were in between the 18 to 22 inches. Well, and a, uh, even a 14-inch fish at Lake John because of the growth rate, but an 18 to 22-inch fish is an extremely large trout because you guys have such a fantastic growth rate there. Yeah, we do. Those 14 to 16-inchers, uh, you know, there's there's fishermen that are just tickled pink with them because they have really good girth and they're great eating still at that size now let's real quick because i want to get back to more about your your facility there but what's going on in the anything on the delaney's or the Cowdery or any of the other lakes up there Sure. Uh, North Delaney, uh, surprisingly right now, is reporting active. Um, this is pretty early for that to be as active as it is, but we're seeing some beautiful browns out of there right now. Uh, we also got some good pictures of rainbows and cut bows, and almost every single one of those was about 20 inches or plus. So they're doing really good. Uh, Rapalas from the boat are doing good, and then uh, bugger patterns and small inline spinners are doing really good at North Delaney right now. Okay, and then the other lakes just kind of off and on right now. Those are the two highlights, North Delaney and and John right now, you think? Yeah, yeah. South is reporting active, but a little bit smaller fish, you know, 16 inchers. Um, The one thing I do want to report for for these three lakes, um, and and it's unfortunate for a lot of people, uh, the docks are not in at Lake John, and the dock is not in at uh, North Delaney right now. They got damaged pretty bad last fall, so CPW is doing their hardest to repair them and and weld on them and stuff so the docks are in at east delaney and south delaney and cowdry lake now that being said there's still plenty of people launching boats on north and here at lake john you know they're launching right off the ramps there's nice beachy areas off to the side that they're pulling into and uh still people are doing successful with the boating all right. Let's tell them a little bit about your facility. Now, um, for years, people used to hear me talk to uh, Bill and Tish on this show from Lake John, but yeah. you guys took over the facility. How long? When did you take it over now? It's been... It's been a little over a year. We closed uh, April 21st of 2017, so we hit our year mark, and we're happy to be here. It's going good. And tell people now, you've got, you've got an RV place. You've got RV sites, right? Yeah, we do. We have 30 RV sites, and that's full hookup, water, sewer, and electric. 
And then we have uh, four cabins here that we uh, rent out as well. And we started doing, we have two camper rentals that we do. They're, they're pull-behind trailers that we set up and rent out as well. And we have a full general store here that has a line of, you know, groceries, if you forgot anything, and bait and tackle. And then we have ice, firewood. And then for those that aren't staying in the resort, uh, we also like to let people know if, if they're just going to camp around the lake. We do water fill here and dump station. That way they don't have to haul that much water with them, you know, and damage their tanks and stuff. And then we have public showers here as well. Well, that's awesome. Now, uh, to me, all those things are great, but the number one thing you provide is information because it's a little bit of a haul up there. It's a beautiful area. You've got all those lakes. It's a great place to come and camp. But if I'm making a one- or two-day fishing trip, and you guys, you put out a regular fishing report. How can I get, get that? Absolutely. We have it posted on our Facebook. You can find us at Lake John Resort, and it's also linked on our website, lakejohnresort.com. All right. And is that the best way to get a hold of you if you want to book one of your RV sites or your cabins, too? Uh, Give us a call. That's 970-723-3226. And is that phone number on your website also? It absolutely is. Because people are driving in their cars, and they'll remember Lake John, and they'll Google you, but they'll forget the phone number, I'll guarantee you, if they're like me anyway. But my wife says I forget everything, so that's okay. But me too, and really, I Google everything, so they'll be able I, I to know. find us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to get up there and fish with you guys. Congratulations on a year up there and how wonderful it seems to be going. And you seem like just great people, and you've got some great fishing up there, Nicole. So hopefully we'll see a lot of people heading up to take advantage of that. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it so much. And we're always here to help and answer any questions for everybody. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Have a great day. You bet. That's Nicole. Her and her husband now run the Lake John store. And I'll tell you what, they've been, I've been hearing about the fishing up there. It slowed down a little this spring, but it has taken off. And we're talking three, four, five-pound fish are, are common. I mean, these are big, fat fish. And there's lots of nice, plump rainbows to take a couple uh, home from the for the pan even that have been stocked and have grown so you know it's just a great place to head up there and you've got so many lakes to take advantage of what i would do is i would get up there either call a store or i would uh i would look at their fishing report ahead of time but once you get up there there's almost always an option because not only do you have the lakes up there you've got the rivers you've got the north michigan and You've got the, uh, the the North Platte River up there. There's just so many options to fish in that area, and it's such a beautiful area. That's going to wrap things up for our broadcast. We're broadcasting live from the Grill Your Ace Off event here at Cherry Creek. It's the Ace uh, Hardware Store located on Holly, just north of Evans. I'm going to stick around for a little bit and get some free food, so I'll be here if you want to come by and say hi. Don't forget to join us every Saturday from 10 to 12 on 104.3 The Fan. And I want to say thanks to Gary. Thanks Thanks to Karen. Thanks to Kyle for making helping me get through this and actually have a pretty decent show. So follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Listen to us. Follow my column on the Denver Post. Uh, follow us on YouTube, and uh, we'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour. And sports on 104.3 The Fan.